0: Welcome to Amplifying Leadership. I'm your host, Tara Lehman, a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is our division. This podcast is a place dedicated to amplifying your leadership through guest stories, tips, information, and more. To learn more about our leadership division and our leadership community, please visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Titus Walker. Titus is the CEO of Ultimate and Games League. Welcome to Amplifying Leadership, Titus.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: Glad to have you on. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your leadership experiences and, and background?
1: Sure. Um, so I have a background in uh, real estate, actually. I did. Okay. Uh, I started real estate probably about 12 years ago. Um, I actually went straight into more real estate development. Um, and so we would okay. develop a, a, a plot of land from, you know, and I did everything from a 2000 home community to a wow. 10 home community. Yeah. So we, we did all of the above, you know, super communities and very small, you know, larger lot communities, um, and did really well in that. Um, so that, that's more my, my background and then started the, the, um, the ultimate end gamers league. And, um, and became, you know, of course you started, so you're the CEO automatically <laughs> yeah. uh, first, you know, you're the CEO of yourself and then you start, you know, kind of working your way up. And so now we, we have about 68, um, different, uh, you know, uh, we have 68 people under our, uh, organization now. And so, um, it is quite a bit to manage and that, that started from, you know, like I said, just me and we, we've, we've worked our way up and, and now have a, a very functioning team. So very happy about that
0: that's awesome congratulations
1: yeah thank you i appreciate it
0: you're welcome so i like to find out if you've had any challenges in developing into your leadership skills or into leadership itself so i mean talk about either business uh it doesn't matter but like did you come into any major challenges that you really had to overcome as a leader
1: so many um so in the esports uh industry there isn't a lot of um it's I mean it's video games there's not a lot of um business experience in that and so when I came in with a business background um I think that there was a lot of um people that had a uh an idea of how things should be or how they should go and um so trying to kind of break that mold and, and help people understand like a better there is a better way um to do that but I myself also had to learn how to run. I mean, I was running, you know, five, six man teams. And then I normally had somebody that was, you know, they, they were running a team themselves too before. Now it's, it was all me trying to, trying to create the processes and procedures and, you know, SOPs, those, those like, those types of things. Um, uh, and I never really, uh, I'll say getting into it, I didn't see the importance of doing those things, um, because it was all up here. And so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I, I understand it. And so they should too, yeah. right? Um, but that's not how it works, you know? And especially when they don't have the background that you have. And so that, that was a major hurdle, really realizing that like, you know, people aren't necessarily going to understand the vision or, or the, the procedures that you see as, mm-hmm. you know, common sense. Um, it's not really common sense. It's just what you know because of your right. background. Um, but they bring something else to the table. And if you can help them um, learn more about what you're supposed to be doing by really setting up those procedures, uh, then they can teach you as well in what they've learned. Um, and you can pick up a lot. And that that's really been the story of, of uh, my leadership in, in learning that, uh, learning what I know and learning what I don't know. Um, and, yeah, that's
0: it. Yeah. The learning what we don't know, what we think we know, but we don't really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting that you come from a business background and you're going into an industry that I mean it's not new, but it's newer, we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about that as being a challenge, which I can imagine it would be very difficult because even as you know, an entrepreneur myself, I take my corporate world and bring it with me. So you talked about SNOPs and procedures and stuff like that. Why did you find that as a challenge when you brought people on board? What was the struggle
1: so um most of the struggle was them not having any experience in um operating a business so so coming in as a a gamer that understands the world of gaming mm-hmm. um but the world of gaming is so like it's so kind of fractured and, and mm-hmm. disjointed that they don't they don't have any sense of business the world of gaming right now is all advertising and sponsors that's how they make all their money right in in esports and so but that isn't a sustainable way of of doing things especially when those advertisers or sponsors aren't getting anything from what you're offering like if you're not able to provide a what a a return on their investment and be able to clearly state this is the return on your investment um, that's not a sustainable way of doing it Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people didn't quite understand that in gaming and so trying to get them to kind of shift their mindset um, along with even just down to like, you know, the, the, the people that we hire in the store or in the different arenas or, or whatever, you know, they're, they're coming in with a lot of experience on how to organize a tournament in esports, But But um, a- along with that tournament organization, upselling is not something that they do, right. right. Um, you know, setting, setting the correct price to make sure there's a return is not something that they do, you know, so it's, it was a challenge because it was—it's something that doesn't really exist in the like you said. It's new in esports; mm-hmm. it's all new, um, and the business side of it is kind of just starting to get involved. So it's kind of been run—it's been the wild, wild west, and it's been run <laughs> by all gamers. Um, and and so um, that's a good thing because I think they they have something special. Um, and I'm a gamer too, so I, I, you know, I, you know, but I just have that business background that I can tie the yeah. two together, and I think that's really what makes us so special.
0: So, do you feel with your business background that you, as a leader, will lead differently than another competitor, and take you further, or is it going to hold back because your team's not fully understanding? What are your yeah, thoughts around that?
1: That is a great question. I think if I only had a business background and I didn't I didn't game as a kid like I, all the way since I was 5 years old play video games mm-hmm. yes I think it would hold me back I think a lot of the the a lot of the people getting involved in gaming now only have that that business background yeah. you know because um you know gaming wasn't huge until around the 80s um and so uh, there was games before them, but, you know, until t- Atari and, and Pong, like mm-hmm. those types of things. Um, and even then, those games were very different than the games we see today. So yeah. it was really like the the 2000s, you know, the, the 90s to the 2000s when gaming took on almost like a world of its own. Um, and so the games were more more virtual than they were uh, di- like a digital, like, you know, ball and a digital thing that is being bounced back and forth. And so I think that, a lot of the the I, I don't want to say the older generation that is all <laughs> business background that's yeah. getting involved and kind of thinks they understand that virtual world is is being um, is being uh, kind of they're throwing money away because they don't fully understand the world they're in and and the an ex- a good example would be the um, the the uh, the digital worlds that are being created right now. I, what are they called? Um, the nfts and the you know all of that that digital space where all that's really happening in the metaverse is they're they're creating a virtual world that for us gamers has existed since like i said 90s mid 90s right mm-hmm. but th- the other the, the older generation had never experienced that so the, for the first time they're seeing these virtual worlds and they think oh this is going to be valuable one day mm-hmm. um and the reality is no it's not like and it it probably it it could at some point but which of those is going to be good like the dot-com era where everything you thought every every dot-com would be great but Mm -hmm. really there was only like two that survived since the 90s right or maybe three that survived and so or the 2000s i guess is the dot-com but but in that in that um that same thought process, you have these, this digital world that's created and then people are selling land in this digital United States that's like just like the United States and you can buy the Empire State Building and you know, and people think there's a lot of value to that. And there would be if another developer couldn't come in and just do the same thing, same thing. right? Yeah. So which of those developers is gonna have the best, the best business plan? Which of those is gonna actually sus- be sustainable and survive past this height? This right and the answer is probably none of them you know Mm -hmm. probably none of the ones you see now will be there then and so the money you're investing now is really just being thrown away into a project that probably won't exist and so um i think that's where the disconnect is in today's gaming industry um that i think that i bring to the table to answer your question Mm -hmm. uh i because i live i've lived both worlds in depth i fully understand both worlds but Mm -hmm. if i only had one world Yes, it, it would be holding me back.
0: So now I have a question when it comes to managing teams because you have been in two completely different worlds. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> we're talking about gaming, which is another world anyway. So, yeah. so we have business world teams to um, you know e game teams and different they're different. Even mm-hmm. how you how you lead them is different. Can you yes. share us some of the differences you've seen in leading these teams and maybe how you how you deal with them differently because of those differences?
1: Yeah. Um, so normally in the, in the business world, everybody has like their, their specialty in business that, that, um, so you had the the loan officer that fully understood, or you hoped fully understood, <laughs> yeah. you know, the loans and the process of those loans. You had the land, uh, the land uh, developer, that fully understand how to how to develop and and you know normally and then you had uh, the the real estate agents that understood that that industry and kind of putting them all together and helping them see the vision of what's what's happening going forward that is very similar so that experience has really helped me because in gaming I'm doing the same thing um, I'm putting all these different pieces together uh, the developers of the, the the video games the gamers themselves and the audience and trying to paint the picture of what esports could be, and then slowly developing that out, just like, I, you know, parceling mm-hmm. the land and all, you know, painting that story. But the major difference is, uh, in the real estate world, it's it's existed for, you know, who forever. knows how long, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So So it's existed forever. And so there's been norms that have been created over time so that you don't really have to create the norms. You don't have to like build out you don't have to build out the industry as a whole. You're just tying yourself to that industry, and then you're not um, you're not having to sell them on the dream of real estate. That dream exists, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to 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 create the dream and sell it here over here in the esports world. I'm not only like I'm trailblazing something brand new, so right. nobody else does it the way I do it. Nobody else. You know, and so not only do I have to convince them that that is the right way, the industry itself doesn't exist. You know, if you ask me, <laughs> the industry doesn't exist. All that exists right now is video games. The mm-hmm. video game industry is is alive and well, but eSports is just a buzzword. And so you have to create the eSport first and then sell them on that, too, and then right. create the the norms of what eSports is and the rules around those eSports and and so I think that's where the struggle is real. Like that's where it's yeah. like trying to sell something that is this new, it'd be like selling basketball to somebody that's, you know, I, I say it all the time. How do you, how do you sell basketball to somebody that's never seen it, never touched it? Like, what do you start with? Yeah. You know, there's so many aspects to it. There's, thousands of rules that are tied to it. There's, there's all these different, you know, concepts and, and coaching plans and strategies. And so, um, that's really been the, that, that struggle is the people that I get involved, that have to do that too. Then also I have to do it with the audience and the developers and the businesses. And
0: it's, yes. it's almost, it's almost like that structure of the business world doesn't really exist. And so you're trying yes. to create it at the same time. So it can yes. become an industry, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So let me switch to um communication a little bit here because obviously there's, you know, two different worlds that we're talking about. And communication um is very different. I mean, some some gamers that I know, being a mom, um, you <laughs> know, are very very introverted and mm-hmm. team work and stuff like that isn't a big thing that they always do. They don't have as many friends as maybe that you know I did when I was young. And then you have the business world, real estate for you, which is a lot more extrovert. Um, mm-hmm. Not all business worlds are, but real estate probably mm-hmm. is more. When you look at the two types of teams when it comes to that piece, um, are you finding that you had a preference over one and the other? And then how how did you communicate with them differently? It's almost two two-part question there. So did you have a yeah. preference? And then how are you communicating differently? Depending on where
1: you were working. G- great question. Um, so, there's definitely huge differences, and I, I will go in order of the of the questions received. <laughs> yeah, so, <of> <laughs> so there's there's huge differences. I mean, um, like you said, um, being a gamer and being introverted is is pretty normal. But the funny thing is, like that I've recognized um, is gamers aren't really introverted. It's just their element is not in the world that you live in, right? Ah,
0: fair. So if, yeah. I,
1: if I put you in a new place, you would be introverted as well. That, that's just society mm-hmm. as a whole, that, that mm-hmm. you're know, you you're not gonna move someone to a new world and have them be extroverted immediately. Sure, there's, I'm sure there's outliers out there. <laughs> Probably some. <laughs> but it's, that's the 1% of people, 99% yeah. of people when placed in an environment that they don't belong or they don't feel they belong, they're introverted right um but when placed in that environment and if you have kids that are playing in that environment you know <laughs> they're not introverted there right they're extroverted yeah. there because that is their world that is their environment and that's an important distinction because mm-hmm. um you find that this the similarities outweigh the differences in in um, in the the two worlds in real estate you know, if I was in my element in in that when I, once I learned it, you know, at first I wasn't extrovert. I wasn't like telling everything I could cause I didn't know everything. Right. I didn't yeah. really study or understand everything. And so okay. I'm more introverted trying to, to, to get, you know, take it all in and really understand.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It. Um, but then over time, when, it, when it does become my element and it does become my world, I become extroverted all of a sudden, but I wasn't always that way. Um. Uh, and so finding that, that um finding that out for me was a uh, uh, kind of a jump because i I would have initially thought the same thing. I would have initially yeah. you know um thought that oh, these people are extroverted, but I'm able to see them in their element where um they're not they're really not you know they they enjoy the social uh norms in the so- social world just as much as the next person um it's just they they're they're misunderstood. Um, and I believe they're also a little bit ostracized because of you know how they are because it's hard to to you, you, you believe that the world you're in is the only one that exists but that's society in large you know society mm-hmm. in large accepts the norms that they have but having to step outside of that becomes uncomfortable for everybody and so they'd rather kind of stick to that same thought yeah. process that same. I norm. really
0: I really like how you presented that because you're right I mean nobody starts out well, like you and I said, there's, you know, you said, and I, I giggled at, but there's probably a few, a handful that are always <laughs> yeah. out there, you know, but when, whenever you start something new, you're right, you're trying to take it in and you're trying to understand it first. So that makes perfect sense. So I'm very thankful that you, you showed our perspective on that, your perspective on that, sorry, because I think it's very important to understand it. Um, absolutely. Um, and then when it comes to the teamwork, then what were your thoughts on that side of the question?
1: So the teamwork aspect is very different. Like the the in esports um as it stands, there isn't really a teamwork aspect, not fully, because it is very much a um self uh what's the right word? You're 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 gonna elevate yourself because okay. that's the yeah. whole goal. You wanna be at the top. You wanna be, you know, the the guy. The the support role is not as glorious as the the head man in charge right and so um whereas in real estate the understanding of a team is important i can't i can't put somebody in a home until the land is done being developed and the loan officer can't you know uh, uh get the loan secured until the the both the customer and the um the uh the owner of the home and land all agree and, and so that teamwork aspect is built in there is no shining star in that in that um environment right. you know uh, no matter how they think of themselves there's there's yeah. still no without one you don't have the other right in in gaming right now and this is a part of why i don't believe there's such thing as an esport except for us um oh, is that <laughs> is that um all of it is still elevating self the the teamwork aspect really only plays into the single the single title that they're playing and then they go right back to having to elevate themselves and again that support role becomes irrelevant. And so what I've tried to kind of do, which has been a struggle, is teach um the teach the, that those elements to the the kids and adults too because there's a lot of adults that have lived in this virtual world for a long time that haven't had to to step out of it and their whole life they've just been trying to elevate themselves to be able to get you know to become that streamer that they've always wanted to to be or that you know um but there's so many roles in between that that aren't recognized um until you get to that level you would never know The the top streamers have the best directors they have the best of the best uh marketing people they have the best of the best but until they got there they didn't realize how important that was to really right. They had to get to a certain point to where somebody takes on more and helps them elevate themselves. Nobody's doing it on their own, period. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you think. It doesn't matter how it looks. You're seeing one person on camera and that one person has a team of people that help them from the point of, you know, really taking off. And you may get to a certain point on your own. But once you get to that point, you're not going past it. <laughs> until you get a team that's backing you, right? Yeah. So, um, helping them understand because that stigma and that, that, um, uh, the, what are they? The, the perception. Yeah. Yeah. The perception of you see this streamer and you you assume that it's just them. You know, you assume that, you mm-hmm. know, and sometimes it is, but normally it's not those people that are like, you know, the ninja of the world that has, you know, or the, you know, whoever they, they have yeah. a team and and that yeah. team is, is, is building together and coming up with concepts and ideas. And so yeah. that is a struggle, a big time, yes, um, that getting that, that team element. Um, and so all, so our, the way we do it um, is on, we are the only ones in the world that do it this way, but it's, we, I always say it's 60% coaching. And so you have to be a coachable person. You have to be somebody that's that's willing to learn and listen and train and um, and work as a team. Uh, and I think that's what truly makes us an eSport. Um, and so, yeah, those are the differences and similarities.
0: I've been loving this conversation and showing how there's two different industries that are completely different. And yet there's some similarities in there as well. Oh, yeah. Um, there's always the team. You know, the team may have to be, you know, dealt with, treated, whatever, a little bit differently, depending on what you're in, but it's always the same. There's a support system behind you. The communication has to happen no matter what you do. So let me let me ask you this. If you had to give our audience a key takeaway, perhaps we have somebody out there doing what you did, going from one industry to another, no matter what it is, there's differences. What would be a key takeaway that person should know about when switching industries?
1: I'd say first, do your research. Like, make sure you understand the industry that you're going into, um, as much, as much as you can, if not more than, than what you're coming from. Because getting into this new industry, you're gonna have those challenges, but you don't want the challenges that you could have avoided just by doing, you know, that research. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, The one thing that I pride myself on is how much research I do. When I get into something, I know all about it. Like you're not going to be able to tell me something new with that, that I don't have to experience myself. And so um, that, that, I think that would be a key thing. Just make sure that you are truly researching and understanding what you're getting yourself into as much as humanly possible. All the information's out there. Like you, you have Google, you have YouTube, you have all these resources that you can use. Um, And I, I read a lot. So, um, you know, you have different books that you can that you can read to fully understand what it is you're getting yourself into. That way, when you start it. Nobody can tell you anything that you that like and, and I say it, I don't want to say that in a like way that sounds bad, but I know what I know. Mm-hmm. I know what I know. You cannot tell me what I know. Right. Right. I already know it. Right. I also, though, I am very good at knowing what I don't know. Yeah. And those that's very important to really, really know that. Right. Because then you're not falling prey to people that have zero experience in what it is they're talking about, telling you that something can or can't be done. And then you falling prey to it and thinking that what they're saying is true, you know, because of whatever, you know, whatever the their reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that, you know, I had. Three and a half years. I've been doing this for four years. I had three and a half years of everyone telling me that I was doing it wrong. Everyone, every person, doesn't matter who it was, doesn't matter what industry they were in. They all told me I did it wrong. Um, but I, now it's been we've we've had six months to a probably six months to a year. I haven't had a single person, not one, not one, tell me I'm wrong. And I've talked to every one of <laughs> these sports. I, you know, I'm like, you know, one of the we are the bit the largest multi-game league in the world, and not a single person tells me I'm doing it wrong now. But I had to get through that initial, but I got through it because I knew what I knew. You couldn't Mm -hmm. tell me, you you know, you couldn't tell me. So it doesn't matter. Like, okay, great. That's your opinion. I'm going to keep going. So
0: Yeah, and I like that as a key takeaway, especially for leaders who are going from one industry to another, and you're leading a different team, and you might not know that industry well. And so researching what you can about the company, about the teams, about the industry in general will help you with leading that team, especially if it's so different, like what you've experienced, right?
1: Yes. You really want to understand what you're getting into.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So a great piece of advice, and thank you very much for that. an awesome conversation today. Let me ask you, if anybody out there wanted to learn more about you or find you online, is there a way that they can do that?
1: Absolutely. So um, you can contact my assistant at info at UEL esports.com. Um, Olivia is awesome, and she will definitely be able to take care of you. Um, so info at UEL esports.com. You can follow us on all social medias at UEL esports, uh, UEL as an Ultimate End Gamers League. Uh, and then, um, you can go to UEL.com or UEL, UEL esports.com, um, for our website as well. So, um, so yeah, everything's just UEL esports and we're the first thing that pops up. So
0: (laughs) thank you so much, Titus. It was a very interesting conversation and one I think that people need to hear. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: I thank you to our audience as well. We do hope that you're able to gain some valuable information or tips today. If you are a leader who knows that leadership coaching, consulting, and community are the way to grow your leadership journey, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca. That's .ca for Canada, a Twin Life Coaching and Business Services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be.